EFL Cup Final and Premier League Picks Edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time, your home for the lowest price last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app today. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdogs Pick'em for a chance to win 100x. Promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com for a 100% deposit match. And we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, northeast of England. Today is oofed. I'm never wrong anymore, Baz. I used to quite, I think the people quite liked it when I would get this wrong occasionally. Uh, but because I don't use my phone to record anymore, I can check the date on my phone. So those days have gone now. So if you're a fan of that, you're out of luck. It's Wednesday, February the 21st, and we are here to look at the Premier League action uh, for this weekend and the EFL Cup final. Um, it does not seem like 12 months ago. It seems like years ago that I was preparing myself this time last year for the uh, last of the summer wine trip to Wembley with my dad and all the other old blokes. But um, this time round, it's Liverpool with Chelsea, so that is on Sunday. Um, joining us is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Barry, how are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, quite a busy week of football, hasn't it? We've had Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Um, lots going on. Good night last night. Not so good this evening. Uh, we shot all load early on the Champions League. Absolutely smashed the out of the Tuesday night slate. Uh, and we looked like we might nick a nice plus money whenever Barcelona, but Napoli got back into it later on. And let us down on that one. Although Callum was clearly on the draw in that one, he enjoyed this. But um, yeah, good, good week of football, really. And I had a bit of a sweat tonight, didn't I? I took Luton at twelve to one. Yeah. Um, and I'm sitting one 0 up at half time, and I messaged you. I said it's just too early. It's it's far too early. Uh, but you know, for a twelve to one bet to get that early goal and a bit of a sweat, because let's not forget you back up with bet three six five. At that point, all I need is a second goal. I don't even need them to hold out on 90 minutes if they can get a second goal. So, you know, I got a bit of a, a bit of entertainment out of me 12 to 1 shot. So, can't complain at that. Well, yeah, Dave Aran's double court, uh, issue 8, 65 pence, uh, messaged. And they, they, were in, they were shorter than 3 to 1 at one point, Luton, in play. So, you backed them at. They're actually 14s on Monday when I looked at it. We put them up at 12s. Uh, so, you could have had your money back and. Um, a little bit more, even though it's against company policy to hedge out. But uh, yeah, it was a bit of a weird week. Let's say hello to everyone who's joined us first. Ryan Garcia was first in. There's some mixed uh, mixed emotions, I think it's fair to say. He's gone with bloody Arsenal. Um, Harry's in laughing at Arsenal, obviously with the Chelsea badge next to his name. Wouldn't expect anything different. Riley's here. James, Mafia, evening. Callum, aforementioned. Lee, all right. How are you doing? Lloyd goes in as well. Um, 
Yeah, so when I handicap these games this afternoon, I put for me review of the week in brackets, good or great. And it just ended up good. Because um, it, it fizzled out, I think, is, is what happened. But only really in the last 25 minutes of the slate. So Tuesday night was brilliant. We swept on Tuesday. Um, I was pleased with... not. I took the Brentford cards, which cashed. But it was just the fact that I didn't think Man City would batter them. So I was pleased with that I got it right, even though... Because I could have made a bet and missed. Um, but I was right in the analysis of it. Um, and then we took the 1-1 draw of the week, which was brilliant. I think everyone in the world was on that. Everyone in the world knew that was going to be 1-1. That surprised nobody uh, between PSV and Dortmund. And um, Inter Milan on the money line hit as well. So we did okay there. And then tonight, yeah, Luton are winning. Um and then goes both teams to score, which I had. So I've then four out of four. And then Barcelona hit the front. So at that point, I'm looking all right. And then Arsenal was shit. And uh, Napoli equalised. Actually, Napoli pressed quite hard against Barcelona in the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, so, yeah, we did all right. It's profit. Um, and like I say, you throw out the 1-1 one, one, um, in there as well. So there's, pl- there's plenty of money flying around. Um, but, yeah, it, it, in the whole community, I thought, Baz, our, our listeners, it was quite a... It was quite a comfortable week. It was it was an enjoyable week in a couple of weeks because the matches weren't the best. Um, four unders in the Champions League, Baz. We'd say the Premier League, it's an overs league, it's the Champions League and unders league. Can't it remember what happened. Way. I think we've had seven unders out of the eight games over the two weeks. Okay, now there you um, go. And someone pointed out um, in the Discord earlier, I think first half unders uh, hit in every single game as well. So definitely um, a low scoring week for the Champions League. Seven out of eight. I'd actually written down... Say this, in in handicapping them, I did I did point out the fact it's... I said three of the four last week were under. Um, and it's it's this first leg thing. No one wants to lose it in the first leg, do they? It's a bit more cagey, potentially. It'll be interesting when we get to the second leg if it opens up a little bit, particularly for those teams like Bayern Munich and Arsenal who've now got to come from behind. So hopefully a bit more of a, an exciting second round of games. Yeah, I put down in my notes that there was three draws in the Champions League as well. That was before Porto scored the 93rd minute winner against Arsenal. So although my Arsenal bet was well and truly dead by then, so I was delighted to see them get beat. But it was a good week. Like I said, you, you screenshotted a little part of the live YouTube last week where there was five or six people in the chat and everyone back to back to back to back to back was throwing out winning bets on Tuesday night. So everybody was amongst it. And then uh, Benedict and Serial in the Discord were mentioning that it was just a really good group you know, there was no one flexing or being a tit. Um, so I think between us, uh, well, I mean, that's the entire collective of us. I think everyone everyone did okay. Um, Slick Rick asking, uh, did we miss the Liverpool as a tit portion of the show? Uh, <laughs> no, not yet, Rick, but I'm sure we'll factor something in in a little while. And Courtney back. is Courtney. I'll tell you what, Courtney's a proper uh, SGP and completeness. She spotted the Nighthawks cap as... The old uh, the Newcastle Nighthawks cap. Good spot, Courtney. Uh, one bonus point of view. I've got an algorithm update, Barry. The Twitter algorithm is updated. What are you saying now? Um, suicide porn stars. That's all I get. All right. Just a thing. So, like, suicide, like, blowjob McGee found dead in a Hollywood swimming pool <laughs> or something. And then, like, 10 posts later, it's like, Deep throat or hula hand shot dead in the car wash. Like I don't care. Like so, yeah. The timeline isn't full of um, 
is full of suicidal porn stars. Um, Jim Ratcliffe's a bellend. I've decided. I didn't know anything about him until the day. Uh, I've seen probably 90 seconds of his entire life on the telly. Uh, and he's fitted right into Man United, hasn't he? He's fitted right into their MO by being a complete knob. Um, and then finally, Baz, uh, parenting update. So it was her birthday, wasn't it? The, the daughter's birthday a couple of weeks ago. Um, she had some money to spend. So she's got out and spent tonight, Baz. Now, I don't know whether I'm impressed or not with this, because basically like, your daughters are probably the same. They've got no hobbies, have they? Like, kids don't have hobbies anymore. Sitting on your phone's your hobby. Um, but what she's got out tonight and bought is Lego Barry. But exactly, yes, I thought the same as you. I pulled the same face, but it's not like a racing car or a spaceship or something. It's a bouquet of flowers. It's a Lego bouquet of flowers, Baz. Uh, now the other thing with Lego is, Baz, it's not very cheap, is it? Um, no, it's a bit not, of a racket these days. How much you uh, How much you estimating the Lego bouquet of flowers cost? I'm going to say about fifty quid. 53 quid is the answer, yeah. Wow, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's an expensive hobby, isn't it? To just make a fucking paper mache, a paper mache spaceship or make something out of the old washing-up liquid bottle like we used to. No, no, 53 quid. Here's a funny one for you. Chloe went out, on, eldest then. one, 13 years old. She went out with her friend the other day. They just go out walking around the town and what have you, probably getting up to no good. She says to me, she says... Can kids go into places like number 16? Now, number 16 is just like a cafe through the day, bistro in an evening. Like, can kids go in there on their own without adults? I was like, yeah, as long as you're behaving. She went, can I go in there? <laughs> if you want. So she come back later that day and told us she had been. And her and her friend went in and she said, I felt like a right grown-up. The lady come over and said, is it a table for two? And we're like, yeah. So she took them for their table. They ordered a hot chocolate each. Had the nice. hot chocolate. Ladies like, would you like the bill? Yep, so brought the bill. So Chloe pays the bill, eight quid for two hot chocolates. Um, and, and she was chuffed to, chuffed to herself. She just said she felt really grown up. And I'm sitting there just saying, Chloe, when I was your age, we used to go down the park drinking cider. And now you're sitting drinking frappuccinos in the local bistro at 13-year-old. What is going on? It's, it, it's a different world these days, Martin. Oh, that's all right. That's cute, Baz. I like that. Uh, cappuccinos in there uh, and 50 quid Lego bouquets of flowers now, Baz. Um, Moonaf, good evening, Eminem. How are you? Uh, Moonaf's looking forward to another baseball season dealing with me five nights a week. I'm sure he's very excited about that. Um, so, we are going to start. Do you want to start with the Premier League, Barry? Is this correct? I'm fine. You can start with whatever you want, Margam. Well, I think we probably should start with the cup final because it is the heart. Well, it's the first bit of silverware of the weekend, I'm sure. Um, what, ha- what happened, Malcolm, was I handicapped all of the Premier League, all eight games. Got to the end, thought, boom, nailed it, here we go. Logged into the stream and seen the title Carabao Cup final Premier League prediction. <laughs> sure, I thought, shit, I haven't done the Carabao Cup. But I mean, I had things in my mind and I think I'd left it till last year because I wanted to see how Liverpool got on tonight, seeing how the injury situation was yeah. and, and maybe factor that in. Um, but I have made some quick notes and, and I have got an idea of where I want to go with it. So we can kick off with a cup final, Martin. Well, I know we've got some uh, Chelsea fans and obviously we've got some uh, hardcore Liverpool fans like Munaf um, in the chat. So they'll want to know before he clears off and does something else. The game is three o'clock on Sunday at Wembley Stadium. 
Um, so that's 10 a.m. Eastern time. Chelsea are two to one underdogs. The draw is uh, 13 to five um, plus 260. Sorry. Yeah, 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 13 to 5 plus 260. Liverpool are 5 to 4 favourites plus 125. Um, so just historically, this cup final, um, we've had three in a row have gone under two and a half. Um, obviously, Manchester United beat Newcastle 2 0 last year, including in those is a nil nil draw between these two teams in 2022, um, which Liverpool won on penalties. Um, and also both teams to score no in the last three of those as well. So we talk about it being in Overs League, whether or not it's cagey because it's a cup final um, or it's just a complete and utter coincidence. And this is a really interesting game to handicap, guys, because Liverpool look vulnerable. We touched on it briefly on Monday night, didn't we, when we tried? Liverpool look vulnerable with players out. Now, obviously, they've got in 1-4-1 tonight, so you're saying, how vulnerable can they look? But they were a goal down after 50-odd minutes. They hadn't created too much. Um, Luton were very much still in it. And it's a home and over. Luton, at the end of the day, it's nothing to get too carried away with. Where Chelsea have been very competitive against the good teams. Uh, and you've only got to go back to last Saturday night when they were three or four minutes away from uh, turning Manchester City over. Um, so this season, Chelsea have they got a 1-1 with Liverpool, which was the first uh, day of the season. They've had a 1-1 with City uh, last weekend. They had a 4-4 uh, with City earlier in the season. They've had a 2-2 with Arsenal. So Chelsea seem to be able to pick themselves up. And this squad, this I know it's a new set of players, but this club have done this for years and years and years. They're unique in their ability to perform when they want to and just not bother on other occasions. Like I've never known a football team do this because they've done it for about a generation now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um the flying in the ointment handicap in this is on the 31st of January. Liverpool absolutely smashed the daylights out of Chelsea 4 1. Um, there were some mitigating circumstances. Chelsea probably should have got the first goal of the game because uh, of the VAR penalty not given. Um, but ultimately, Liverpool were considerably better than them uh, on that night. So, three parts here, Baz. The weight of history lies in three parts for me. Um, it's the history of these finals which are unders. The history to me says unders. It's the history of Chelsea v Liverpool, if you take that 4-1 out of it. There's been tons of nil-nils. We talked about it uh, before we handicapped them in the past. Um, and then the history of Chelsea against these decent teams this year, 3-1-1 uh, one, one draws. So that's where I'm going to stay, Baz. I'm going to take the under. It is plus money as well. It's 15-13. to 13. Um under two and a half goals is plus one one five. Um, I'm going to take the draw. So that would be a one one draw. The draw is eleven to four, plus two seventy five. One one correct score is six to one, and we're looking for a winner. Someone's going to win. So I'm going to go with Chelsea in extra time, Barry, at fourteen to one. Uh, Liverpool's legs are going to give out. Um, they've put a lot of effort in. Chelsea have had the week off. It's going to finish one one. Chelsea nick it in the 112th minute. Uh, Chelsea win 2-1 in extra time, Barry. Well, I'm pleased you've got multiple bets, because so have I. Um, and most of them are very much along the same lines as you. Um, I've said a few weeks ago, I think this would have been a bit more straightforward, because after that Liverpool 4-1 win, everyone was saying, you might as well hand them the trophy now. 
And you could say, if you look at the form lines, not a huge amount has changed because Liverpool are still beating everyone. They're still winning games by multiple goals every week. And they're still scoring three or four goals every week. Chelsea followed up that 4-1 defeat with a 4-2 defeat to Wolves a week later. But then they did have a good performance and win over Villa in the Cup. They pushed City all the way last weekend. They beat Palace in the middle of those. And I think you've just got to come back to the the injury crisis for Liverpool. It it was precisely why I thought they were worth taking on this week. And and I liked my 12-1 bet. When you see the lineup, it was exactly what I said the other day. I said, all of these players are definitely out. And I'd said Nunes and Salah probably wouldn't make it. That turned out to be right. So Trent, Sobersly, Jota, Jones, Allison are all likely to miss out again. I mean, Allison wouldn't have started anyway because they were going to start Kelleher because uh, he's played all of the cup games. Salah and Nunes obviously missed out tonight. Might be back. Might have a better chance of making it back. But if they're not fit on a Wednesday night, then you know how fully fit are they ready for a full ninety minutes and potentially more? There. So I think you've got to factor that in and. As you say, you, you look at the score tonight, 4-1, and obviously didn't matter. But I just think Chelsea might be able to capitalise on the situation better. And I looked at things like you, where Chelsea have got draws already this season against Man City, twice, Arsenal. Um, it's, and, and again, you, you think of the Liverpool game, it was hugely one-sided, that game. But I think the injuries probably brings the teams a bit closer together. Um, and let's not forget, you've talked about the history in this competition Four of the last five have hit the unders. But let's not forget these two recently saw five consecutive draws and head-to-head games. Four of them were nil-nil draws, including two cup finals. Um, and as I say, I, I, I think because of the Liverpool injury fit situation, I, I wanted to fade them in some sort of fashion. I thought Chelsea were a bit shorter than I expected. I expect that's probably shortened as a result of the injuries. And although that 4-1 four, four sort of booked the trend of draws recently, I think... As I say, the teams will be a bit closer together this weekend. So I am going for the draw. I'm taking the draw again at 13 to 5, same as you, plus 260. I'm going to take the nil-nil draw because we've had four of them in the last six head-to-heads. 14 to 1 for a nil-nil draw. So I'll take that. And I also like the unders. My main pick here would be the unders at at plus money. Um, Four of the last five cup finals have hit the under. And it's just one of those games that might... But the recent trend in Premier League games where we've got goals galore. Yeah, so the picks for me, I think Chelsea, Liverpool will draw. I think nil-nil at 14 to one has got to be worth a sprinkle. And a few people in the chat have mentioned that. And then under two and a half goals at plus money looks like a pick as well. Okay, so a team ride on the draw uh, and on the under. Uh, Michael in the chat likes uh, Conor Gallagher shot on target. Uh, Conor Gallagher does love a little dribbler from the edge of the box. He loves just like shanking one into the goalkeeper's hands from 16 yards. Um, five to four for a shot on target and eight to one uh, for two shots on target. So we're going up the ladder. Uh, James Mafia is also uh, co-signing our picks. Um, just while we were talking about the, the Discord and, and the little community from last week's picks, um, Moon, I've put in the chat about like, subscribe, etc. But um, we're trying to get to a 1,000 subs on YouTube because it does unlock some features, um, so which will help. One of the main things that unlocks, Malcolm, I, I keep meaning to mention this, we have someone called Jello who listens. So if Jello is listening yeah. to the YouTube, this segment is for you because after every episode, he puts in the comments, um, a bit of a complaint that we don't have any chapters anymore. And the reason uh, for that is YouTube changed the rules and now your chapters, we do have chapters, 
They are in the description. So if you click on the description, you'll see all of the games listed. Click the game. You'll jump to that spot in the video. What YouTube won't do for us is put it in the timeline at the bottom. And they'll do that when we get to 1,000 subscribers. So 1,000 subscribers is very important. I reply to Jello every week. And he obviously doesn't see my message because the next week he'll say he's really frustrated about the lack of chapters again. So hopefully he is listening. He's persevered with us. Um, but Jello, check the description out because we do have uh, the chapters there. But yeah, Malcolm, you can carry on with your plea for more subscribers um, and more interaction. Well, that was it, really. You've well, done it because I really don't know what I'm talking about. I see it unlocks loads of features, but I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm expecting, like a, a free sandwich or... Like, I don't know, a robot chicken to come flying in. I don't know the, what these features are. The uh, other thing, Malcolm, is, is, is it's not just subscribing because, you know, lots of people have already done that. But what you can also do is comment on our posts. When there's a video finished, just put something on it. Excellent, brilliant, garbage, whatever you want. Right. The more people that interact and put comments on there, the thumbs up really helps because it just gets you into the algorithm a bit more and it feeds you out to more people. But the commenting... There's a few people do it all the time. Mafia's great at just commenting on every video. Rubble's another one who does it often. Um, there will be others, and I've forgotten. But there's a few who, who will regularly, despite the fact of being in here chatting, they will put something on the video. And then comments help. So just put a little comment on whenever you get a chance, whether it's on the short videos or the long videos. It all helps us. It's, it's a little little ask, and it's not much to ask. So, yeah. We really want um, that robot chicken, so yeah, do it. Um, right, Premier League, let's get back into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Um, I'll tell you first about game time. Um, getting tickets for whatever event you want. There's loads of stuff going on at the minute. Cup final, MLB stuff. I'm looking at the MLB London series. Um, buying tickets shouldn't be as stressful as it is in game time. Uh, helping sort that out. Killer deals on last-minute tickets. Uh, best price guarantee. You'll get images of your seat view. Um, loads of good stuff so you don't have to plan months in advance um, game time will sort you out the game time guarantee credit to you 110% of the difference if you find the tickets in the same section and row for less so two taps in your set uh, tickets sent directly to your phone snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account use the code SGPN uh, for $20 off your first purchase term supply Again, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And Underdog Fantasy, a great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NBA, NHL and college basketball. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. Watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with our promo code PLGP. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code PLGP. Okay. Premier League, there are, what, eight games? Obviously, because Chelsea and Liverpool games aren't taking place. Uh, so we go straight to Saturday afternoon. There's no Saturday lunchtime game. Uh, three o'clock kickoffs, of which there are four. And the first one sees Aston Villa taking on Nottingham Forest. Aston Villa are nine to seventeen, minus one eighty-eight. Uh, the draw is Burlington Bertie, one hundred to thirty, plus three thirty-three. And Nottingham Forest are at nine to two. Quite a fun game to handicap this one, uh, Baz. There's, there's lots going on. Uh, Villa sneaked past Fulham two-one. Um, 
don't know if that gets them out of the woods because they were a little slump before that. Um, they're still sitting in fourth. And they've lost two in a row at home, Baz. Um, so they lost at Newcastle and were actually quite poor. Newcastle outplayed them. And then they did lose at home to Manchester United 2-1 in the last home game. But I thought they were unlucky that day. I thought they were better than Man United. Um, they certainly had the edge on the XG. It was 2.46 played 1.88. Uh, so there were three quarters of a goal better than Man United um, on, on XG. The form's all over the place. Drawn, lo drawn lost one. Drawn, lost one. Lost one. Um, so it was hard, it's hard to pin Aston Villa down. Um for a money line play, even if you wanted to. Six of their last seven have gone over two and a half. Um, one of those had four goals and three of them had five goals. Um, so there's goals kicking around. In terms of Forest, they got a much-needed home win over West Ham last week, a game in which we picked them. Their away form has not been very good at all. One, two, drawn three, lost seven. Um, before that West Ham game, Forest had been involved, both teams to score seven games in a row. Um, I don't mind Forrest here. I was tempted to pick them. If I could have got another point, I might have gone with Forrest as a dog at 11-2. to two. Um, But neither team likes a clean sheet, and it is an overs league. So it's a pretty straightforward. It's the both teams to score with over two and a half goals. 19-20, minus 105, Barry. Uh, this is getting a little uncomfortable, this, Malcolm, because for no, we've done it again, man. about three episodes in a row now, We've been right in sync on lots of stuff, and here we are again. As you say, two teams who, who were both in a bit of a slump, really, both came out as winners at the weekend. Um, and you've mentioned Aston Villa's home record well and truly broken. They've actually won, lost three in a row, if you include the FA Cup defeat to Chelsea as well, where they were well beaten. Um, having gone for so long with a de defeat before that... Um, you know, I think this might be a good opportunity for them to to bounce back here. But I wasn't confident enough to take them to win, and I think they're a little bit short. Forrest got the win, obviously, at the weekend, but but West Ham are a shambles at the minute, um, and Forrest are a better side at home. So I didn't I didn't like either of them on the money line. Couldn't couldn't make a pick either way. And one thing that is happening regularly in in Forest games is goals. They've they've not failed to score in a game under Nuno. Uh, and Villa concede often enough. Seven of the last nine Villa games have gone both teams to score. Seven of the last eight Forest games have gone both to score. Um, so, yeah, I think Villa will will possibly win this, maybe 2-1, 3-1. But like you, I've gone for both teams to score and over two and a half goals to get us to even money. I don't know what price you mentioned, but I, I thought I'd seen evens earlier. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do the same pick. Both to score and over two and a half goals at evens. I think Villa will probably win it 2-1 or 3-1 here. I don't know if you just noticed, Baz, but I just pressed the button that made our faces go massive for about 10 seconds then. Uh, that's the last thing anybody wants. So I think I've uh, disturbed Michael, sorry. Uh, I hope Moonab's gone because he uh, he doesn't like it when I fuck things up. Um, next up is Brighton and Hove Albion, who will take on Everton Saturday at 3 o'clock. Uh, Brighton is 5-6, to six, minus 120. Uh, the draw is eleven to four plus two seventy five. Evan at three to one, Barry. Yeah, this one was more straightforward for me. I, I think Brighton looking all right price at five to six at home against an Everton side who haven't won a game since before Christmas. I mean, Everton fans. I was listening to the radio after the game on Monday, and Everton fans seemed quite buoyed by their their one one draw on Monday. 
against yeah. Palace. Um, and I think it's one of them things where it's the way the game pans out, doesn't it? If you come back late on and equalise against someone, you come away thinking, yeah, take that. Uh, whereas if Everton had took a lead and then Palace had came back and equalised, they'd have been furious. But it's funny how, how a late goal can sort of put a bit more of a positive spin on things. Um, the, the top and bottom of it was that was a home game to Palace. Um, and for a large part of it, never looked like they were going to score. Once they got the goal and equalised, they probably looked most likely to get the winner. But they didn't do so. I think Brighton will pose more of a challenge. And in fairness, you know Brighton haven't been great lately. The only teams they have beaten is strugglers like Palace, Sheffield United. Um, but they've done so convincingly. They, they had a 5-0 over Sheffield United, albeit with a red card helping them out a bit. 4-1 over Palace. And they've scored four or more goals in five of their last ten games now. Um, Everton have had a lot of draws lately, four in the last five games. But they've only also gone winless in eight. So four losses, four draws in the last eight games. And I just... I don't know. I can't get to Everton at the moment until you see some significant improvement. And I think Brighton at close to even money just looks okay. Uh, so give me Brighton here to beat Everton at five to six. Yes, Baz, we've done it again. Um, there's two games on this slate that feel like a trap. And they're back-to-back here. This is the first one because on the face of it, I agree with absolutely everything you just said. And it is my pick. My pick is Brighton to win on the money line. Five to six, minus 120. Um, Brighton are better than Everton. Brighton will score more goals than Everton. Um, they beat Palace 4-1 in the last home game, which is a decent comp. They scored five at Sheffield United. Everton haven't won since December the 16th. And at this point, I have no idea how they put together that four-game winning run before December the 16th. Because it that, that performance we watched the other day, they can't win a single game, let alone uh, four in a row. Um, and the goal they did score was another... I don't, I don't, I'm not counting that one either. You know, the two against Tottenham, they don't count. I'm not having this one. It's the same goal. It didn't even absolutely bollocks. Um, so I'm not having that. But it, it here's the trap part of it is that we said at the start of the season we want to fade Brighton in various spots, don't we? And yeah. this is one of the spots where we you can where I think we would have faded Brighton. Probably our dislike of Everton bars might be clouding our judgment a little bit here. Didn't Everton Everton won here? Was it five nil last year as well? Yeah, they duffed them up. I had uh, that's where I cashed a massive one on Dwight McNeil. Yeah, Dwight Dwight McNeil Dwight McNeil total goals or and shots on goal and everything. I had Dwight McNeil for a hat trick. They won five one, didn't they? Um, mm. McNeil got a couple. I think yeah, I had him for two or more goals uh, at something stupid like a hundred to one. It was a ridiculous price. Um, and I was watching a little bit of uh, the goals on Sky last night. Paul Merson was talking now. He's never knowingly said anything sensible in his life, but he did say, like, at the minute, can you see Sheffield United or Burnley popping up with a surprise win? And you can't. You just can't see it. Can you see Everton popping up with a win somewhere? The answer is yes, because we've seen it a lot, especially at the arse end of the, the last three seasons when they need it. So it just feels like an absolute trap. All of that being said, I'm taking Brighton at five to six. Um Sean Dyche has dug a hole, covered it with 
twigs and leaves and I'm going to happily walk along and fall right into it. Uh, so at Brighton, five to six, minus 120. Um, the second trap game, uh, immediately uh, below it on the card, is another three o'clock kickoff between Crystal Palace and Burnley, where Crystal Palace are 19 to 20, minus 105. The draw is five to two, plus 250. And Burnley are 14 to five, plus 280. Um, so Palace played okay against Everton. Um, and they've beaten Sheffield United and Brentford at home recently. Um, and you get the new manager bounce now. Uh, maybe I still don't know his first name. We called him all sorts of German stereotypes the other night. Is it Philip Glasner? Well, Oliver, I think. Was it Oliver Glas Glasner? Oliver. Right. I think so. Anyway, um, you get the old new manager bounce as well. Um, and we've said a few times, this is the type of game that Crystal Palace used to survive. This is their crutch. They'll be shit teams at home. Um, I think Burnley have got to be close to giving up at this point. Uh, Lee, the Burnley fan, um, is saying Palace all day. I just, I don't know what they're fucking even attempting at this point, Burnley. Like, they're getting into the training on a Monday. Like, all right, boss, what should we do this week? Because we've got battered at the weekend. Same again? Yeah, yeah, let's do the same again. All right, then, let's do it 28 weeks running and get battered every week. Just try something else. Fucking idiots. Um, Palace, 19 to 20, minus 105, pass. <laughs> Sorry. And we've got we've got our Burnley fan Lee in the chat and he said Palace all day as well. So I think he's probably in agreement with me. I haven't taken Palace. Um much like Mafia. I just didn't know who to go for. Yeah. It doesn't look like a classic. Uh Palace with two wins in the last 14 league games, eight defeats in that run. And Burnley with just two wins in 18 league games. Both of them, you look at the teams that beat, both beat Sheffield United, fair enough. Uh Palace beat Brentford, Burnley beat Fulham. So uh, neither of them have got any particularly great scalps, you know, to their name, and and for that reason, it's, it's really hard to know what to do. It's hard to make a strong case for either of them. So, you know, I'm at sometimes in these cases you can't can't pick a winner. You look and think, should we just go for the underdog Burnley here? And I just can't. I can't. Do I go down the middle and take a draw? That just feels like I'm just taking a punt at anything for the sake of it. So I've decided to do neither. I've went for goals here, Malcolm. Over two and a half goals, and it might sound a bit like this is going to be an absolute stinker. But over two and a half goals is plus money. And five of the last six games for both of these teams have gone over two and a half goals. Now, granted, most of them goals are they're coming from their opponents. But at plus money in a league that's full of goals at the moment, I just think it looks the best play here for me. So a pick for me, Palace v Burnley, is over two and a half goals at 11 to 10, plus 110. Yeah, fair enough. Um... Michael's chucking out, uh, uh, I nearly said Andre, are you? Yeah, Jordan, are you? Anytime goal scorer. He scored on Monday, Michael, which means he won't score for three more years. That's him done. Uh, and James is asking about the, the two good Crystal Palace players when they're due back. Michael Elise is ruled out. Uh, Eberichieze is ruled out. Um, so, yeah, that's the end of that. Um, they don't get their good players back. And it doesn't matter. Like I said, this is their meat and drink. Absolutely. Uh, this is Crystal Palace's meat and drink. And I think they'll get the dub, Baz. Uh, the final three o'clock is Manchester United. Take on Fulham. Uh, Man United are four to seven, minus 175. The draw is 16 to five, plus 320. And Fulham are at 19 to four, plus 475, Barry. 
Um, right, where are we? Man United. Yeah, I'm still very much in in fade mode when it comes to Man United. Even with five wins in a row, even seven games unbeaten, I've just yet to really see them playing well. I think they've rode their luck a lot, and and, and you know, Man United fans won't care about that. Scrape their way through a few games recently, but I still think four to seven years too short. The, the problem is it's, it's hard to make a case for Fulham either because they've got just one win in eight in all competitions now. So I've went uh, a little bit rogue here. I've gone back to corners. You'll remember we had a Fulham corner ladder a few weeks ago uh, where we got right the way to the very top. So Fulham were the golden boys for corners. They had three consecutive du- double-figure hauls. We got right up on the ladder with them. And then we pivoted when they played Bournemouth. I went for match goal corners and... Fulham hit only one, but Bournemouth got 13, so we got up the ladder again. But moving away from Fulham, Man United have looked all right lately. They average 12 corners per game, match corners, that is, not them themselves. But the last three games have seen 14, 18 and 13 corners. Man United have seen 13 or more corners in half of their last 14 games. 13 or more, that is. And we don't need 13 or more, we only need 12. They've saw a few games this season go over 20 corners. So we can get the match total corners here over 11.5 at a plus money price, 11 to 10. I think that's a good place to start. So the pick for me, Man United Fulham, is over 11.5 corners at 11 to 10. And then we're going to have a little bit of ladder fun, obviously, when it comes to corners. We love a ladder. I'm going to jump two steps. So the the, the next rung on the ladder is going to be over 13.5 at 11 to 4. Another two steps up over 15 and a half corners is six to one. And then we'll go up in smaller steps over 16.5, 10 to one, 17.5, 14 to one, and over 18.5 corners, 18 to one. Bosh. Get up the ladder. Bosh indeed, Baz. Get up the ladder. Um, I mean, yeah, Man United are right in the zone that they like being in, which is scraping wins against bad teams, and they're, and they're capable of doing it. They've done it a lot. You've just talked about it. Um, four in a row, all four unconvincing. Well, they've scored 11 goals doing it, so they've been amongst the goals. Fulham are doing nothing to inspire anything. Uh, they will get the nine more points that they need, uh, but I don't think they'll get any of them on Saturday. I had handicapped Man United against West Ham two weeks ago, but um, took Man United on the handicap. They weren't very good. The Oppo weren't very good. Man, you won 3-0. Um, I'll take exactly the same bet. Same result. It's boring. Um, I'm not going to enjoy it. But Man, you're handicap are a good price, you know. Uh, they'll win this 2 or 3-0. Um, 11-8 to 8 plus 138. Um, next up is tea time on Saturday. Uh, Bournemouth taking on Manchester City. Bournemouth are 6-1. to one. The draw is 72 plus 350, and Manchester City are 11 to 25 minus 227. Um, so we start with Bournemouth, they were good at Newcastle last week. Um, they got pegged back right at the death, so they've still got no one in six, and they've only won three of 11 home games. Loads of goals involved with Bournemouth, uh, but it's hard, you don't want to take them. Um, is an underdog at six to one. Um, as I said earlier, I'm delighted I didn't get involved in in the city stuff against Brentford this week. Um, yesterday, Tuesday night, 
in terms of handicap totals, etc. Because they're just not battering teams. Like, so again, I don't want anything to do with the city side of things, which has led me into some stats, Baz. So I'm going to try and keep this brief because you've just listed a whole load of corner numbers. Uh, and if I do the same, it's going to bore people's very face off. Um, but City did have 10 corners against Brentford. They had 12 against Chelsea. They had nine for Everton. Uh, and you've been on the Bournemouth corners recently, Baz. You tipped me off. Now, we will have to ignore a total of six in the Newcastle game last week. Newcastle had four, Bournemouth had two. Uh, so we put a line through that. Bournemouth had 13 at Fulham. Um, and there was a game total of 17 against Nottingham Forest. So, same bets as you just threw out, Baz, for Man United Fulham. The total here is 11, and it's juiced to the over. Six to five plus 120 for over 11 corners. Now, I'll go all the way up the ladder to... I got the over 15, it's seven to one, Baz. Uh, so, all the steps in between. Um, from 11, it's six to five to 15 corners, it's seven to one. Don't want anything to do with either two sides, uh, but the corners looks like a good bet, Baz. Well, I, I quite like this one, despite the little sort of slump from City in terms of you know a poor result against Chelsea, and then a you know a, a late win against Brentford. I, I I did find one I quite liked. So Bournemouth are going through a bit of a slump themselves. Um, didn't quite realise how long it had been since the last one. Six games now without a win. Fulham scored three against them. Liverpool scored four against them. Spurs scored three against them. And City away from home have scored three or more goals in six of the last seven fixtures in all competitions. They put three up against Newcastle, Brentford, Everton, Chelsea, Man United recently. Um, I think we can add another to the list here. Even after a couple of dodgy results for, for City, I think there's enough in the form lines to take this one. City to score three or more at six to five plus 120. OK, we will move on to the Saturday night game after I've told you about Hall of Fame bets. Uh, helping us win bigger by betting smart of this NBA season. Uh, it's a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Uh, put your parlay ideas into Hall of Fame Bets Parlay Optimizer tool and they will give you hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities, sorted players by hit rates, find out where the value is, etc. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Saturday night, 8 o'clock. This might be savage amusement if I'm stopping in to watch this one, Baz. Arsenal take on Newcastle United. Arsenal are 9-25, minus 277. The draw's 4-1. Newcastle are 7-1, to Baz. Yeah, so before I opened the app on this one, I was quite certain my pick was going to be Arsenal-related. I think they're obvious favourites. They should fancy themselves to win the game. Should be able to get at least a couple of goals against this Newcastle side who cannot defend at the moment. But then, I really didn't expect them to be quite as short as 1-3. to three. Uh, I didn't expect them to lose tonight and not to be able to score tonight, which is you know didn't really factor into my handicap because I'd, I'd done this before the game. I mean, both teams come into this unbeaten in five games. Arsenal's form definitely better, though, with five wins compared to Newcastle with three wins and two draws. And Arsenal scored two or more in each of those five games as well. They scored a combined total of 21 goals in the five games prior to tonight. 
Um, so yeah, the shutout tonight wasn't expected, and we both took the Arsenal team total. But I just thought the prices on Arsenal were a bit short. Newcastle are it's it's a bit of a sort of write off this season, not a write off as such, but obviously we've struggled with injuries. Expectations are, are lower now than they might have been at the start of the season. We've still got all to play for, though, and we've still got a performance in us in a big game. We won the reverse fixture 1-0, a game which many Arsenal fans have only just recently forgotten about. And I'm sure a lot of those stories and conspiracy theories might resurface this weekend. I noticed Joe Dollar had mentioned on Twitter, um, he was asking yeah. if Bruno had sharpened his elbow ready for the weekend. Bruno you know, should have went off in that game, as should have it. Um, I just think we, we frustrated them at the Emirates last season, nil-nil. That was a game where Arteta was fuming about Newcastle's style of play and all of this lot. And Newcastle might be able to frustrate Arsenal again. They've done it a couple of times lately. In between those, there was that 2-0 victory for Arsenal at St James's Park at the end of last season. I think that was the game where you couldn't stop going on about them for weeks and about them being the best team you'd ever seen at St James's Park or something ridiculous like that. Um, listen, Arsenal should win this. But do I want them in a handicap? Because you can't back them at 1-3. Or certainly, it's not a pick I would put out on here at 1-3. And I'm not sure. I think if I was taking a bet on the money line, I think Newcastle offer better value at 7-1. to Newcastle on the handicap, possibly. Plus one and a half, at around 5-6. to six. Earlier in the season, I might have been tempted with that because for a long period, I kept saying Arsenal weren't winning games by more than a single goal. But recently, we have seen the 5 nils, the 6 nils, and stuff like that. So I pivoted away from the, the main picks completely. Um, I've went for cards. I think cards could be the way to go. And it may depend on Newcastle. I think it does depend on Newcastle keeping it tight. But you look at games against Man City, where we, we lost, but 1-0 and 3-2, tight games. Um We've been able to keep it tight against Arsenal recently. The Liverpool game was an exception in terms of the big teams. Liverpool and Spurs both battered us on the road. But I think if Newcastle can keep it tight and frustrate Arsenal in the way they did in that game at the Emirates last year, where there were nine yellow cards in that game, or the game at St James's Park earlier this year where there were six yellow cards and there should have probably been two red cards. So I think the cards could be the way... Um, I think that the fallout from that game could carry over into this. There could be a bit of bad blood there. Um, my pick here will be over four and a half cards at evens. Neither team's games recently have been full of cards. So this is purely based on the sort of head-to-head -head record in recent games between the two sides. But I think five cards in the game at evens looks okay. So that'll be my main pick, Arsenal v Newcastle, over four and a half cards at evens. But I'm also I'm going to take Newcastle at seven to one, as I just think it's a, a bit of value and it's not hot overhead. It's just simply the price pushes me there. I think Arsenal should win. Um, more than likely will win. But play this game seven times, Newcastle will win one of them. So I'll take the seven to one Newcastle as well. Um, mine's not hot overhead either, but I am taking Newcastle at seven to one. Fucking Lego heads can have a little bit on Saturday. We're going to give him it, Baz. Um, I like the card angle because if the players are half as agitated as I am about this game, they're just going to run out and kick shit out of everyone to see. Um, yeah, I'm not buying it. 
Um, it's about time we got a little bit of luck. We're going to defend like badgers, Baz. Thousands and thousands of defensive badgers. Um, and we're going to win 1-0. Anthony Gordon, so yeah. Um, loads of cards. Newcastle win. Easy. Second mention of a Lego on the show, Baz. Uh, should be sponsored, really, if anyone... If anyone from Lego headquarters is listening, <laughs> get in touch. Uh, what's happening? Sunday. Uh, Sunday. One game on Sunday. What we're going to do is all watch a cup final, aren't we? Sunday afternoon is a lunchtime kickoff. What a belt. Now, this is half past one, which is oh, half past eight, maybe, Eastern time in the morning. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers against Sheffield United. Wolves are 9 to 20, minus 222. The draw is seven to two plus three fifty. Sheffield United eleven to two plus five fifty. I don't think um, very often you're going to see Wolves north of one to two uh, this season. This is going to be a world record for them. Um, but they're coming off a win at Tottenham. They've won five out of eight, and they're playing the worst team possibly in the world uh, in Sheffield United. Um. So if you want to, if you really wanted to, you could give Sheffield United a pass for last week because they had a man sent off after 10 minutes. However, that was just another excuse. They just get up 5-0 anyway. doesn't matter what the situation is or who they played. Um, that's the millionth time this year they've lost by dozens. Um, however, Baz, they did win the last away game at Luton. I'll give them that. Um and it's dangerous just to uh, take Wolves on the handicap. Wolves lost 2-0 at home to Brentford in the last home game. So I don't really want to get involved with Wolves. I thought I'm sure Wolves shouldn't be, ever be 9-20 uh, to beat anyone. So I'm back in the stats, Baz. And what I like this time is shots on target. Um, Wolves at 11v Tottenham. These are, these are the match totals. 11v Spurs, 11v Brentford, 13v Chelsea, 15v Man United. And then Sheffield United was 11 against Brighton, 8v Luton, 15v Villa, 9v Palace. The line's at 8.5, Barry. Um, so we've only got one eight in there out of those um, last four games each. Um, so that would have missed by half a shot on target once. Hold on. Shots on target? Are you, shot are you Sorry, sure you're looking at shots on target with them stats, Morgan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shots on target, Wolves, 7-5, seven, 7-7. Seven, seven. Oh, so, yeah, so you're talking match totals, yeah? I, said, I didn't explicitly say that out loud, Barry. Yeah, no, that's fine. So, yeah, eight and a half. All right. Off you go. Yeah. So, we're, yeah, it's all right. Don't apologise. I, I um, thought you were suggesting it would have missed by half once. It would have hit by half once. But it would have cleared it by two and a half three times. It would have cleared it by four and a half once. And it cleared it by six and a half twice. Um. Obviously, Sheffield United a little bit more limited, but they'll give up plenty as well. Over eight and a half shots on target is five to six, minus 120. If you want a little ladder, go for it. But yeah, shots on target, Baz. Yeah, I like it. Looks good. Um, Wolves have been a little bit hit and miss in the last few weeks, but but longer term, it's five wins and just two defeats in the last eight games. They've had good wins over Chelsea and Spurs in recent times. They did have a 2-0 defeat to Brentford in between, which is probably because I backed them to win. But they're undoubtedly in better form than Sheffield United, who, as we mentioned earlier in the week, have now conceded five goals on six occasions. You you said a million times. It's six times, Malcolm. Let's not exaggerate. 
They've got five defeats in the last seven games. And those five defeats saw them concede 20 goals. They've actually conceded five goals in three of the last five games. It's literally half of their recent games has seen them score five, if you include the FA Cup game and that. Um, eight of the last 10 defeats, Malcolm, have come by two goals or more. And I think that's a decent place for me here. I think Wolves will win and they'll win by two or more. And Wolves minus one and a half on the handicap is my pick at five to four. Um, so the, the pick is Wolves minus one and a half on the handicap at five to four. But I'm also going to have a little Wolves bet. Wolves to score five or more like everybody else, 12 to one. Okay, so you have gone. You've gone for wolves. I want to. I didn't really want to get involved in that too much, but um, final game here is on Monday night. So we'll probably have a uh, look around this on Sunday as well when we do the show. But it's West Ham United against Brentford. West Ham seven to five plus one forty. The draw thirteen to five plus two sixty. Brentford seventeen to ten plus one seventy. Buzz. Um, West Ham now seven without a win. Uh, three defeats in a row by a combined score of 11-0. 11-0 in the last three games. Home form doesn't really give them any kind of comfort either. They've got no win in the last four there. And Brentford have won the last two head-to-heads. I know they're not in great form themselves. They just look a bit more likely to get a win at the moment. They've got comparison games here, wins against Wolves and Forest recently. They've been... Slightly better, I'd say, since the return of Tony. We know they've got Visa back now from the African Nations as well. They had lost five or six straight games before Tony come back, and now they've sort of won two of the last five. So they're definitely a little bit of an uptick in form. And as I say, I just think in current form, they, they look a, a bit more likely than West Ham. They held City to a one-goal margin. Um, and I just think at these prices, I'd rather be on Brentford here than West Ham. I went for a really straightforward Brentford to beat West Ham seventeen to ten, plus one seventy. Now, if you put a gun to me, Ed Baz, it, to pick a side, it would have been Brentford. But I just wanted a little bit of a bigger price. I don't think Brentford away from home in that form at seventeen to ten um, does, does much for me. I've just been laughing. I don't know if you noticed Bob was commando crawling behind me to plug his phone in. Uh, if you wondered what that green turtle arse-shaped thing was that was just uh, caterpillaring along uh, behind me. I don't want either team. West Ham are a mess. I was correct to fade them, they're shite, um, and we started making money on them. Um, but just not against Brentford. They were relatively competitive um, against Liverpool and Manchester City without actually ever looking like they were going to get a point. Um, last Monday, we saw a horrible 1-1 draw between um, Crystal Palace and Everton, and this looks like the same. So I'm going to take the draw, Baz. Um, is it 13 to 5 plus 260? And I'm going to take the 1 1 draw, Barry, because we've just come off a good one. Uh, 13 to 2 plus uh, 650. Um, West Ham United v Brentford is the 1 1 draw of the week. It's Malcolm's 1 1 draw of the week. There you go. Um, so one one draw of the week there, and I think Baz, um, we are being distracted here by this absolute menace. Go away. Um, <laughs> what's going on? Exotics. That's what's going on, Baz. Um, what have you got? Lead us off. 
It's time for the exotics. I have got a scorer to start off with. I'm going for Huang Hee-chan um, for Wolves. Um, with Cunha now out for a while, pick up an injury, he's going to be out for several weeks. Huang Hee-chan will be the focal point up top. Uh, he's only had one game back since the Asian Cup, uh, but he should start this weekend, be the main focal point, and he's playing Sheffield United. 13-8 to eight for an anytime scorer for Huang Hee-chan. 5-1 first and last. Underdog pick. Newcastle at seven to one is the value play for me. Um, a more sensible option, I'd take Brentford as a as an underdog against West Ham. But uh, Akas, I've gone over two and a half goals, Malcolm. Um, I'm starting off with an over two and a half goal treble. I've gone Palace v Burnley, Bournemouth v City, and Wolves v Sheffield United. Over two and a half goals in each of them three pays four to one. And then, as you know, I'm repeating myself. We're going to keep rolling. We're going to keep rolling. Over one and a half accumulator in every game. We've only got eight games this week. The over one and a half accumulator has hit all 10 games for the last two weeks in a row. So 20 Premier League games have gone over one and a half recently. Um, over one and a half, eight games is 72 plus 350. So we'll play that again. And we will continue to play the over two and a half, which is getting closer every week. Um, eight games, over two and a half goals. 50 to 1. Okay, cheers, Buzz. Yeah, I think there's a few people started tailing the uh, the over one and a half and the over two and a half. So it's been a bit of a team ride for everybody. So um, my dog nearly threw out Newcastle, but I didn't want to go for the mega mush. Um, Brentford were an option, but I've gone for Forest, Buzz. Uh, Forest at Aston Villa. Um, Villa just been Roby, and Forest can pop up um, within a way when we saw them do it here. On Boxing Day, Forest 92 plus 450. Anytime goal scorer, I'm laughing at myself because I've wrote down, and I don't know why I got this, uh, Jean Philippe Meteta, who couldn't hit a cow's arse with several banjos usually. Um, I think it's the fact that I play in Burnley. Burnley aren't very keen on defending, uh, especially the cross into the box. Uh, Meteta is a big, strong boy up top. So 13 to 2 uh, plus 650 and 9 to 4 plus 225 anytime. And I do have to jinx Kai Havertz just in case because he's absolutely dog shit, but he will score against us unless I put him out as a pick. So Havertz, anytime goal scorer for Arsenal. Um, I don't even know what price he is. And for my accumulator, Barry, for what it's worth, I'm going to take both the trap games, Brighton to win on the money line, Crystal Palace to win on the money line. And I need to top it up a little bit. The obvious one's Manchester United. Uh, so Brighton, Palace and Man United comes in at 92. Uh, which is plus 461. And that, Baz, is me done. Anything else to tell the people? Um, yeah, lots of new subscribers this week. Um, so if you have joined, thank you. Uh, remember to give a thumbs up and keep coming back. Keep an eye out in the YouTube shorts because I am going to have a card bet, which I'll put on there a little bit later tonight. Um, I just need to check out the odds and things. But I have got a cards double, treble. Um, that'll be on YouTube. I'll put a short video on a little bit later. So keep an eye out for that. Um, keep an eye out for the Saturday Live. Normally go live around 11.30 on a Saturday in the build-up to the 12.30 game. This week it's likely to be 2 o'clock because we've got no early game. So we'll have a little bit of a live chat leading up to the 3 o'clock kickoffs, talking Premier League, EFL and anything else people want to get involved in. So if you can, jump in on that. Um Mafia saying he's going to try and get in. Well, he can have an extra couple of hours in bed now because there's no early game. We'll start a bit later. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for all the stuff. Keep remembering to keep leaving reviews. Apple, 
we haven't had an Apple review for a while. No nice words for a while. Um, so someone on Apple can leave us a nice review. That would be nice. Uh, Spotify, five stars. Dead easy. And uh, keep subscribing, liking, reviewing, um, liking, commenting. Commenting on the YouTubes. Just the YouTube. put a comment on at the end. Do it. Uh, that's it, Malcolm. All right, cheers. A few people asking if I'll get involved on the live Saturday. Just normally, nobody's football. Like, it's... Um... Saturday, Saturday early kickoff, so sort of 10, 11, 12 o'clock. So I'm normally out and about with the boy. Um, cheers, everyone, for joining. The chat was uh, lively again, as it always is. Um, we'll be back Sunday night, as per, uh, to review the Carabao Cup final and see how the Prem Weekend got on. Uh, no idea what's going on next week, but we'll sort that out between now and then. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. Do everything that Barry just said, uh, and we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>